This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast, a podcast that gives you a little inside peek into how entrepreneurs have built and grown their digital marketing agencies. I am your host, Tabitha Thomas, and thanks for listening. We release new episodes each and every Tuesday, so if you like learning about how digital marketing agencies make their business work, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So today I have with me Andrew Alleman. Andrew is a podcast expert and founder of podcastguest.com. The service is used by over 20,000 people to both find guests for podcasts and for experts to get booked on podcasts. Now, being the mastermind behind such a viable podcast tool in today's market, he should be able to shed some light on a few things for us. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have you on here. As we were talking before the show, uh, before we hit the record button, I'm an avid user of the platform. So I'm super excited right. to actually get an opportunity just to talk to you. So uh, all of our podcasts kind of start the same and it's, it's what did the path of becoming an entrepreneur look like to you? Is it something that you always knew that you wanted to do or is it some, some light that just kind of sparked one day? You know, I think I've always had the bug even since when I was a kid, you know, I was the kid in the neighborhood who would go buy candy and, you know, break it down and repackage it, sell it at schools, sell it on the bus, that sort of thing. Um, but I, uh, it, after college, I got a traditional job. It was right when the dot-com boom was happening. So I had a traditional job for a short period of time. Um, and I'd say the first five years after college, I, I worked four companies. And then I started my own first company in 2005 uh, and kind of, kind of went from there. But I, I started a business in college. I was creating websites and selling them and, and that sort of thing. So I guess I've always had the, the bug. That's um, awesome. But I decided to go all out on my own there after a little while after college. So now just me being curious is does entrepreneurship run in the family or is this just something new with you? Um, no. Yeah, it, it, it really doesn't. Uh, it's, it's not something my dad worked for, you know, a corporate job his entire life, same company. Um, yeah. and it's, uh, yeah, so it, it doesn't really run in the family. I always like asking that because you always have a mix of the two because, you know, and I'm opposite. I'm, I'm somebody that grew up with entrepreneurs yeah, all around me and I work for somebody else. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, <laughs> so tell me about podcastguest.com. What, why did you even start that particular business itself? And what did the first six months look like when you first started it? So podcast guests, I, I created it because I had my own podcast and I had done about 50 episodes in a similar sort of guest format like we're doing right now. And I kind of tapped my Rolodex. I, I was out of interesting people to interview that I knew. And so I decided that I needed a way to find new and interesting people. And I looked for a way to do that. And there were there's some agencies out there that follow kind of the PR agency model that'll help you find guests for your show. Uh, but they, they do cost what you'd expect for a PR yeah. agency, you know, thousand dollars a month, something like that. So I wanted a free and easy way to find guests and I couldn't find it. So I created my own platform and I didn't know what it would become and, and how it would work, but I started by getting a couple hundred people using it. And the idea here was that it would be an email based service. So Every week I send out a list of, of a handful of podcasts that we're looking for guests. And if you were fit for any of them, you just click a link and, and pitch yourself to them in a form. And the first week I sent one out 
I started to make some matches, you know, some of the podcasts were getting five to 10 pitches, which I thought was a really good start for having a couple hundred people using the service. Um, and in it, it scaled from there. So I'd say the first six months I was really kind of feeling out how it was working, how to scale, because, you know, any service like this, you need a lot of people on both sides. You need the podcasters yeah. and the guests that that's kind of the trick to doing something like this. So it's figuring out what marketing strategies worked. And there was a lot of elbow grease during that period too. I was just literally typing personalized emails to podcasters saying, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Do you want to give this a shot? Yeah. So was it just you or did you finally bring in help uh, to help with all the emails? Right. So um, I did all of the work up front uh, and now I have someone who puts together my, my weekly email because nice. a weekly email goes out to 20, it'll go out to 24,000 people this coming Monday. And so I, I needed some help. There was a lot of yeah. work. So I do have someone who helps me with that now. Yeah. I, I get those emails each and every Monday. They're always great. great. I actually, I, and that's one of the emails that I actually always open. Cause I'm like, who else he got on there? And it, it's a, it, it's a variety of different people, which is so interesting. It is, you know, sports podcasts and business, entrepreneurship, religion, you name it. And uh, it, it is kind of fun because as soon as I send it out, I know there are a lot of people that send it out the same time every Monday and they're, they're ready, right? The first mm -hmm. person to submit to a podcast so that they get their attention. <laughs> That's awesome. So what would you say is the key benefit to being on, being a guest on a podcast and relating to your business? You know, I look at being a guest on a podcast is, is kind of a speaking opportunity. And so if you picture an auditorium of that podcast audience listening to you, you know, what, what benefits would you get if you were speaking at, say, a conference or, or something similar to that? And so a lot of that is building your personal brand, for sure, uh, to the extent that you're representing a company, a product or service of course, even though you don't want to just talk about that company or service the entire time, it's going to be mentioned, right? W yeah. What you do. And so, and, and podcasts are, are a fairly, the, the audience is very loyal and they really trust the host of the podcast. So being on a podcast is a, is a great way to get an introduction to that audience. And I also look at it for a lot of people as an on-ramp to other types of media. So podcasts are a lot lower risk than a live speaking engagement or a radio interview that's live and might go out to a larger audience. So, so in some ways I tell people, you know, it's good practice too. If you're trying to become a better speaker and a better interviewee and to get more comfortable and in front of people or a camera, podcasts are a fantastic way to do that. Yeah, something about it not being live just kind of chills you Big out difference. just a little bit. <laughs> Big difference. I know if I if I say something wrong, it can always be edited out. So. so very true. So very true. So the one thing I didn't think to ask just a minute ago was tell me about your podcast. Why did you start that particular one and what's the name of it? Um, okay, so are you ready? This is an exciting one. It is okay. about domain names and it's the Domain Name Wire podcast. So it is a niche. So yeah. I started a blog. Uh, when my first entrepreneurial uh, thing was in, in 2005, I started a blog about domain names. And um, so it, it, it's about things like, you know, what GoDaddy's doing and people buying and selling domains. And so I started a podcast about that. I'm getting ready to publish my 300th episode. It's weekly. So about six years ago, I started the podcast. Wow. Um, and, and it's, it's, 
there are a lot of interesting people in this business. And uh, so it, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, again, it's a niche. I get about 1500 downloads per, per episode. And if I got a lot more than that, I'd wonder who else was listening because there just aren't, <laughs> you know, aren't that many people who would be interested in it. I have to say, that's one thing I absolutely love about podcasting. And I've obviously not been doing it as long as you have, but I would never have gotten the opportunity to meet some of the people that I've interviewed if it wasn't for podcasting. I mean, maybe some of them I would run into at conferences, maybe, Uh, but it's definitely made some connections. So that's, that's been incredible for me. Well, and that's one of the things I I tell podcast hosts as to why you should be a podcaster. That was my next question. Yes. You're segueing right into it. Okay, great. So, um, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm going to have this huge podcast. I'm going to have advertisers, blah, blah, blah. Very few podcasts. The, the medium podcast has fewer than 200 downloads per episode. So mm-hmm. it's not really something that's going to work for an advertising type model. But one of the big benefits, I think, is that opportunity to have a one-on-one conversation with someone who otherwise wouldn't wouldn't give you the time or, mm-hmm. or you wouldn't have the excuse to reach out to them. So if you reach out to... Um, is say in your case the leader of a of a very successful digital agency and just say hey I'd like to talk to you for thirty minutes and and pick your brain mm-hmm. they might be like oh, I, I don't have time but if you yeah. say I'd love for you to share your story with my podcast audience then you're giving something to them right mm-hmm. and it also creates structure around that conversation so I think that that's a key reason to to do a podcast and then of course going back to what I said about being a guest, you're speaking in front of this auditorium. Well, as a podcaster, you're speaking in front of this auditorium every week or every month mm-hmm. or every day, however often you, you publish your podcast. So, so it's a really unique opportunity, I think, to, to grow your brand. For sure. For sure. So uh, being a podcast guest, if you're looking to be on somebody else's podcast, what is more important, the size of the podcast or the fit of the podcast? I always say the fit. And I, I think it makes a lot more sense to speak to an audience of a couple hundred people that really care about what you're talking about than to speak to thousands of people that are, are going to tune it out. Um, and so I recommend people, especially when you're first getting started, just every podcast opportunity that comes to you that you know, seems like a reputable podcast, mm-hmm. um, I, I recommend doing. It'll give you the practice. You can build it up. You can you can home hone your story and and make it uh make it better so that when you get on that big podcast that when yes. you really want to land it's that much better and podcasters want to see that you've done other podcasts so even if you're talking to an audience that's very small uh, or or a podcast that you wouldn't otherwise do that helps build your library of podcasts that you've been on which is very helpful so true so true so as a podcaster how would you go about crafting uh the perfect pitch to get guests onto your podcast to get guests onto your podcast. So, um, yeah, I think there, there are a few things that, that, that are key here. So one is to explain to your guest who your audience is to make sure that it, it is a fit. There are some times where um, someone is someone will reach out to me and uh, to be a guest on their show. And I'm like, I just, and I couch it like this. I don't want to bore your audience, right? So, so help me understand how I will be a relevant guest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would do as a podcaster when you're when you're pitching is um, to explain the exposure that the person will get. So, mm-hmm. even if it's a small podcast, focus more on 
your audience in general. So, hey, I'll tweet this show out to my 5,000 followers or, or if you're big on Facebook, that, that sort of thing, even if your podcast is small. Mm-hmm. Now, as a host, there are some things too, in addition to pitching that I would do to make sure that your guest is going to be a good guest. And, and a lot of that lies on your shoulders as a host. You okay. know, the guest can be good or bad. There are things that you should do to prepare them for success. And so among those things, like, like what you do, is you give them not necessarily the specific questions you'll ask, but just a high-level overview. And certainly mm-hmm. if there's something like if there's some data you want, it's good to kind of prep them for that so they can come prepared with the answer. Uh, and, and also explain to them what sort of technical setup you'll be using. We're doing this over Zoom, which at this point in the pandemic, everyone is used, which is great. But uh, just as an example, my podcasts are audio only and, oh. and I record them over Skype. So I tell people what I'll be using them. I tell people to do it in a quiet location. I tell them to wear earbuds or a headset so we get better sound quality. And I explain to them, hey, this will be audio only. So they don't have to do what I did this morning, which is brush my hair, put on a reasonable shirt, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, well, hey, I warned you on that um, one. Just so they're prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, and certainly if you're doing video, you want to tell people this will be video mm-hmm. uh, so, so that they know. So, so some of that preparation lies on your shoulders as the host. Uh, but of course, I tell guests to, in fact, I put, I was so frustrated with hearing from people about having bad guest experiences that I put together a quick guide. Um, uh, you can actually download it at podcastguests.com slash guide. And it's like, hey, here's what you need to do to be prepared as a guest. And hopefully that helps out the podcasters as well. Yeah. Uh, in fact, podcasters, I, I guess they should just send that to their guests before they show on to say, hey, m- make sure you do these things so that you're a, a, a good guest. I'm so. glad that you said that because there's some things that, I, that you mentioned that I definitely do. But as far as talking about, you know, making sure that your mic is good or you're, you're, you got headphones on or you're, I'm like, I never tell them that because I just assume that they know those things, but maybe it's a good right. idea to point those out. You, you'd be amazed. I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, having done 300 podcasts, I've been in some situations where I'm like, the sound is just, it's just not going to work. It's yeah. just not going to work. I talked to one podcaster who syndicates out to a radio show and that the, the radio network has denied some of his syndication sometimes because he's like the sound quality is just not good enough you know clearly the person called in on a phone mm-hmm. or they weren't in a, in a quiet location mm-hmm. and they've they've mixed those shows so as a guest if you have better sound quality you're going to get better syndication you're going to get invited on more shows as well and, and you don't have to spend a lot of money to get good sound quality. no um you know i don't know what mic you're using but yeti uh, which is not that sure. expensive yeah yeah, I mean, for 40, 50 bucks on Amazon, you can get a decent microphone. And then you can get things like these, you know, little uh, foam things and put them around you to get better sound quality. You can even, one of the hacks I like, if you're not doing video, is you can do record it in your walk-in clothing closet mm-hmm. and the clothes just absorb Buffer. all the echo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I have to say, my, my wood wall behind me, which is beautiful. My husband made this for me. I love it. But, <laughs> but it, can, uh, it has a little bit of an effect on my audio. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, A little bit of an echo. So what would you, so continuing on to this, so what would you say are the top three mistakes that podcasters make when they're selecting a guest? Uh, they, not doing their homework on that guest. Um, and 
This is something that, you know, there's, there's homework in a couple ways. So one of them is, you know, making sure that they, they will sound good on the podcast that they'll, uh, they won't go blabbing on forever. And, and you can do that by listening to a little bit of their previous podcasts. Um, another thing I do when you're doing your homework on the guest is to, uh, to check their, uh, ch check their audio quality and how they sound. And another thing that this is tricky, but you know, there, there, there are people out there that have non-mainstream views, um, negative views, you know, that sort of thing too, that depending on your podcast topic, you might want to do a little bit of homework on them and make sure they're not, you know, an extremist or something along those lines. You're not going to run into that very much with say your show. Yeah, no. Um, but depending on, on the topic, that can be an issue. Yeah. Um, I, I would select guests that can help you grow your show. And this is something that I, I was at a South by Southwest in, in Austin and I was speaking to a podcaster and he said, I get pitched all the time, I guess. And they're always pitching about what I as the host could do for them, but they never tell me what they can do for me. And I want to grow my show. What, what can they do for me? So when you actually, for, for those that do the, the paid option at podcastguest.com and they, they create a one sheet, one of the things that they say is what they will do to help promote the show after mm -hmm. they are on it. And so that can be promoting it to social media, out to their email list. And those are things like, for example, when, when I'm on a show like this, I will then include it in one of my newsletters, which goes out to 24,000 people, which mm -hmm. I assume to you is, is a good thing, right? As the host, yeah. someone clicks through, they might subscribe to the show. It, it helps grow the show. Uh, so, so think about that as well. And sometimes the smaller guests or the less well-known guests can be the best at promoting your show. And so that's something to think about. Even if their audience is smaller, they, I, I've had people tell me they had some big name guest on and that guest didn't do anything, right? Because yeah. they moved on to the next thing. Whereas the, the up and coming guest, if you will, yeah, uh, or, or, or the smaller, or the, the less well-known guest will actually do a lot of social media promotion and, and promote it to their email list, that sort of thing. It's good advice. Good advice, which kind of goes into the next one. Are there some favorite tips that you have for preparing for a podcast interview? I mean, you talked about checking their audio and, and doing some research on them. So there are other things on top of that. Yeah. So I, I'd say as a guest, you want to listen to parts of the shows, even if you don't have time to listen to a few hours of the show. Um, sometimes, especially if you're going on a big podcast, they sometimes mm -hmm. have this one big question they ask at the end, right? So um, how, how I built this with, with Guy Raj, mm -hmm. you know, always at the end, he says, okay, so how much of this would you attribute to luck, your success to luck, and how much to, you know, hard work? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you look kind of silly if you don't know, if you're not prepared for that yeah. question, if you will. Um, but you can also understand a little bit about the interview style and, and that sort of thing. So listening to a little bit of it, um, and then also understand what you want to get across. It's good, especially if you haven't talked on the topic a lot, to have some bullet points, maybe, mm. to, maybe to the side of your monitor where you're like, okay, these are my talking points, one, two, three, four, five, um, that I really want to get across to this audience. And that way it's, it's kind of your cheat sheet, right? Yeah. So if you get stuck on something, you, you have something you can refer to. So I, you, I definitely can... have one just to the right of my screen right now, just to make sure I stay on topic, <laughs> stay on topic. 
<laughs> I am useless without it. That is for sure. So, right. uh, so what are some big mistakes that you hear nude podcasters make repeatedly that you just wish they knew about and how do they go about fixing those? Yeah. So, um, there, a lot of people, and, and I'm guilty of this, they get stuck on this kind of analysis paralysis, wanting to make it perfect before they go to market with their podcast. And so before I started mine, I did all this research on audio setups on, uh, yeah, I hired someone to do a voiceover intro and, and I did all these things, which really set me back a couple months on, mm -hmm. on getting started because I, I just wanted to do it right. And I, I guess the first thing I'd urge people to do is just get it out there and you'll, you'll see where it goes. You'll, you'll listen to some episodes, you'll get feedback on the audio quality and you might only need a 40, $50 microphone, um, depending on your setup. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I canned that voiceover. I, it ended up being kind of cheesy. Right. And so after, you know, about a year, I, I just changed that and I just have a soft music intro, you know, that I then, then go right into. You, you can do it either way, but I guess you don't need to go out and, and do all those things before you get started. The, the main thing I tell people to do before they get started is invest a little bit of money in getting good cover art. So this cover art is what people see mm -hmm. when they go through their podcast app and they're deciding if they want to listen, open it up and listen to your podcast or subscribe. And if it's kind of like a book, right? You wouldn't create this great book and then put a shabby cover on it. Same thing with this. And, and it's even more important, I, I would say, to have mm -hmm. cover art that looks uh, professional or at least is on brand and doesn't look like you scribbled it in Microsoft Paint, if that's still a thing. I'm, I'm dating myself now. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I would, you can get something okay on Fiverr. Um, mm -hmm. for 10, 15 bucks, I spent, I think a few hundred dollars on, on mine and it was, it was just well worth it. The attention to detail, the quality, something that really stands out, um, that and getting a decent microphone are what I would spend my money on before getting started. Um, I see some podcasters that use podcastguests.com that say, oh, I haven't launched yet, but I have 20 interviews in the can ready to go and i'm like well, what are you waiting for get it out there mm -hmm. um because you need to you need to learn from your audience feedback on on what it is they want to hear and then also getting guests to go on a show that hasn't launched yet is is, is much harder right they want to hear it they want to see that it has some uh some continuity continuity to it some longevity to it um a lot of podcasters record a few podcasts and then they give up because they realize it's a lot more work than they thought. It uh, is a lot of so, work. <laughs> you know, seeing someone out there, right, with, with 10, 20, or in my case, a few hundred episodes, you, you know that that person's not going to suddenly shut yeah. it down and you're going to have wasted your time. Yeah, so true. So do you have any other projects that you've got going in the works right now that you can discuss with us? Anything new um, going on? No, you know, I focus, uh, I focus on my domain name blog and then on, on podcast guests and, and podcastguests.com has really taken off during the pandemic. And so I've been focusing a lot more time on it. Um, I think because everyone's stuck at home, mm -hmm. uh, they can't, they can't go meet one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, like a record number of podcasts have been started over the past few months. And then also people that usually meet people at trade shows and market themselves that way, they, they can't do it right now. Mm -mm. And so there's just a lot of activity around it. So I'm focusing a lot of time on making sure I grow that and, and, and cultivate the community. 
Yeah, definitely a good opportunity right now for anybody in doing podcasts. So mm -hmm. how does somebody determine if doing a podcast is right for them, the right move for them or their business? Right. So I guess the first thing I'd say is before you start a podcast, be a guest on some podcasts because you'll realize that even though being the guest is the easy part, because you don't have to do all this post-production recording, all that sort of stuff, um, you know, scheduling, yeah. it's still, it still takes some work, right? Being a guest, being prepared, the, those sorts of things. And so I'd be a guest on a few shows before you start your own podcast. That way you'll understand a little bit of, about the work behind it before you get going. Well, and then uh, be able to be in their shoes too and see what your guest is going to go through and be able to do things to make it easier for the guests. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point. Um, and then I, I think, you know, un understand what you want to get out of it. I, I said earlier, if your goal is to get hundreds of thousands of downloads and advertisers, odds are it's not going to happen. And so I, I would go into it understanding, setting realistic expectations, understanding how you're going to build your audience. It, it's slow. It's, it's not like um, Google where you can put a piece of content up and if it's got the right keywords and a few mm -hmm. people link to it, all of a sudden you get a lot of traffic. Pod podcasts are much slower growth. And although it's getting better, discoverability is getting better, it's still... It's, it's one of those things where you build an audience over time that, mm -hmm. that grows organically from people listening and from being a guest on other shows, which is something you have to do a lot to, to grow your show. Yeah. Um, these are, you know, these are things that you should take into consideration. So I would strongly think about what you want to get out of it and, and how realistic that is before you start. That's good. So if somebody was to go down the podcast road, what in your opinion is the most important uh, of content consistency? Like, is it daily, weekly, monthly, those kind of things? Well, the, the key is that word you use consistency. Mm -hmm. And so if you do it weekly, you want to publish once a week, same time, same day, every week. My next question though. So what do you do when your internet goes down and... <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 and so here, here's the thing, you know, I mean, po it, when you're dealing with the internet and everyone knows this, right? Everyone working from home right now, you have, you have issues that come up. And um, the good thing to me is to, to have a good editor or, or if you mm -hmm. do it yourself, know how to do it. And that's one of the things I outsourced because yeah. I, I researched it and I thought there are better things I can do with my time than edit my own podcast. So I hired someone to do that. And I always tell people, you know, if someone comes to the door and the dog barks like crazy, just, just hold on and then we'll repeat it. We'll stitch it together. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that doesn't just happen to me because no, oh no, my gosh. yeah, it happens to everyone. Darn and, UPS and, guy. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I mean, it, 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 um, it puts people at ease too, knowing that it can be edited out. They're, they're oh, less concerned with, with perfect as well. For sure. And if you've got, if you're like me and you've got kids at home that are eating up all the bandwidth with your Xbox games. <laughs> we, uh, you have to tell them to get offline for an hour while you're recording your podcast. And tell them you will not die in one hour. I promise yes. they will all yes. be there when you get back. <laughs> so has there been for you as a podcast host, a memorable episode that you've had or, or an experience that's popped up along the way? I haven't over 300 episodes. I'm sure you've got some stories there. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've interviewed some interesting people. Some of the more interesting ones I've interviewed, uh, Matt Mullenweg, who created WordPress. Okay. Um, and then for my industry, the, the guy who kind of invented the, 
the DNS, the domain name system. Um, so I, I would say yes. Um, I've done so many that it's hard to, they all kind of blur together. Um, but it, it's interesting too. Some of the ones that I, I get, you know, I hang up and I'm like, well, that was okay. That was fine. Uh-huh. I get the most positive feedback from, right? And some of the ones I'm like, oh, that was, that was perfect. That was the, the greatest guest. You know, I don't hear much from. So, you know, you, you want to listen to the feedback from your audience and find more guests or, or more content if you're not doing a, a guest approach that your, that your audience cares about and, and yeah. likes rather than just just you, right? So, I mean, granted, you do have to care about what you're talking about or it'll show, especially with all the work that's involved. But. So very true. So has there been any any faux pas, any crazy mishaps that has happened along the way with having your own podcast? Right. I would say the worst feeling, and this has happened to me probably three times in my 300 episodes, is where something goes wrong with the recording. And you have to get back to the guest and say, I know you spent... 40 minutes with me this morning. Um, how would you like to do it again? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was I a practice li- run. <laughs> I literally had to do that two weeks ago. Like Zoom uh, call. It j- like I got the email from Zoom. They're like, here's the link to your episode. And I click on it and it's like error. I'm like, well, what do you uh, mean error? I'm like, what, 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 where did it go? <laughs> so you know, yeah. and, we're and, redoing yeah. it next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, Never and fails. hopefully the person will sound that much better. So, yeah, um, you know, the nice thing with Zoom is that, you know, A, the guest can see, I see in the corner of my screen that it's recording. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like you forgot to hit record. And, and sometimes if I don't see that on Zoom, I'm like, um, have you hit record yet? Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, I've, I've had just not my fault, software fault, just like yeah. you're talking about. And it's, um, you know. It sucks, but. Yeah, it, it is, just- you know, there's nothing you can do about it as, as, as long as you, you have your system in place. I mean, you can do a backup recording mechanism, uh, but that, that can have issues too. Yeah, so. so true. And it just bogs everything down because then you've got two systems running at the same right. time and talk about internet issues like I right. had just a minute ago, golly. Right. <laughs> so one of the last questions I always like asking, is there anything that you're currently reading, listening to? Is there a favorite podcast you have? Um, right now, uh, you know, recently I started listening to a, a couple, um, one is called you're wrong about, and it's, uh, two co-hosts. It's not a, well, sometimes they have guests, but they talk about all these things that, you know, we remember how the media covered it. And then, mm. uh, and then they basically break down the, the myths behind it. Um, and, and it, it's fun. It's, it's interesting. Some of the topics they go through that are from, like my childhood, right? Like stranger danger type things and how, you know, there really was very little stranger danger, you know, and these stories get magnified. Um, If you like comedy, uh, 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 Mike Birbiglia has a new podcast out called Working It Out, where he talks to these other great comedians like, like John Mulaney and it's, it's like, hey, what are some jokes you're working on? And then they talk about their process and that sort of thing. And that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I like going to live comedy shows, which you can't do right now. And mm-hmm. so um, it's just kind of a lot of fun. And all these podcasts are free. It's, it's this amazing content you can go listen to um, w- without paying a dime. Free entertainment. And yeah, it's free entertainment. So, uh, well, you know, I love listening to business shows and, and ones that are interesting to me from that perspective. Um, I, it's also great to, to just go out there and, and look at what's new yeah. and find some of these kind of esoteric 
niche things like domain names, you know, uh, that, you know, you, you might find yourself very much interested in. So. I have to say, that's probably the last thing I expected you to say was a podcast on domain name. Like, really? Exactly. How much can you talk? <laughs> Apparently you can talk a lot you about You can that. talk a lot about <laughs> it and, and 1,500 people will be very interested in what you have to say. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one last question that just pops into my mind. Sure. Coronavirus is ended. Everything goes back to normal. Where's the first place you're going? Oh, man, out to eat. Just <laughs> out to eat. Uh, my, my wife and I, the other day, we went to a a restaurant where we used to eat, you know, every few few weeks, sit down, and we ordered to-go food, and they had a patio there, and we just sat on the patio eating out of our to-go packages, um, just so we could be eating somewhere out of the house. Um, so, yep, that's that's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. We love our restaurants. Isn't that the truth? So, well, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on the podcast, teaching us more about how to become a podcaster, how to be a better guest and all that stuff. So I've appreciated, oh. uh, appreciated your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.